Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. I can't, I can describe, but it's hard for me to fully convey the feeling of being Jewish during Christmas. Like we just went to Rolling Green, which is this really cool garden, home decor, plantery, nursery. There's a couple of them in LA and every season they have beautiful stuff, but we went, I don't know if this is peak commercial capitalism, but we went to like a nice shopping area. I got a chai. So did Noah. So did his mom. And we just walked around like high-end shops, middle to high-end, and just like looked at the decorations for sale. And it's very like, look, but don't touch. Did you know how expensive ornaments are? Individual nice ornaments, like not a set. I was looking and if you want one like cool ornament, it's like $35. So like the Hallmark collection. I was like, excuse me? I mean, I bought a wreath of moss last year that was like $98. Things are, and also this is, this might be a very Jewish way to look at it, but I bought a fake magnolia garland last year thinking I'll put it up for Thanksgiving. I'll put it up for the holidays. I'll take it down and you can really leave it up all year and just decorate it. And I think the price went up from last year because I checked when I saw it again today and I felt good that I got in when it was a little less than $600. I mean, I saw a tweet that was like, it was just like Sandra Bullock in, uh, while you were sleeping. And she's like, I spent $45 on a Christmas tree. And the person's like, I wish I only spent $45 on a Christmas tree. What a dream. The, I mean, I don't know how much Christmas trees are, but they had mini ones. Like it was called a dwarf spruce and you can pot it and then uh, you can use it. And then during the year, you can keep it outside, bring it in. And it's such a cute little thing, but I'm like, no. This is what they do. They make it super palatable and cute. And then all of a sudden you're in on it. And I just, it's a bridge too far, but I will put up little lights and enjoy all the flavors and festivities. What color but I can't lights? do a tree. White? Uh, they're like LED lights in the magnolia wreath. Oh, so okay. it's white. Yeah. You know, I thought about putting lights outside and then I saw a trailer for Meet the Fablemans and in the trailer... 
the kid talks about how all the houses are lit up except for their house. And while that is like dark and sad, I was like, yeah, that's how I grew up. I want my daughter to have that same <laughs> ice cold feeling. <laughs> Wait, okay. I also read something online. I don't know if you can confirm this as the Jewish representative on the podcast. The Jewish people yeah. are one fifth of one percentage of like the population. I had no idea. Sounds right. I assumed it was like 20%. I don't know. It is no secret. There are not a lot of Jews. You would think there's more of us because of the contribution, but there are around like 14 million Jews in the world. It's- uh, so that would be like 0.19% of the world's population, which is in like the several billions. That really contextualizes there's like-, like- there's- I don't know. We're spending so much time. People are spending so much time fighting about Jewish oh, people. Oh, yeah. There's like literally six Jewish people and they all live in LA yeah. in the United States. So, I mean, turns out wiping out six million people less than 70 years ago has an impact. So, fuck you, Kanye West, and all of you misinformed athletes, musicians, actors, everybody that thinks it's okay to spread this hate, but you all want justice for your own groups of people, shame on you. Shame on you. It's crazy that it's been given so much air and it's continued into like, you talked about it a few weeks ago, you talked about, you know, SNL, but it's continued to spiral. I mean, also, it's kind of funny because you look at Kanye West now and then you look back on so much and you're just like, oh, a crazy person. And we were content to let you be crazy because you had great music, but then his last album wasn't. So that's a downward spiral. But let's not get it twisted. Nazis, like people are like, oh, fuck Nazis. Nazis and hating Jews are, it's an inextricable tie. And people are very quick to be like, fuck Nazis. But when you get down to it, I'm like, we are talking about a group of people who systemically mass murdered, exterminated 6 million people, put their bodies in ovens, made lamps out of their skin, did medical experiments. Any group that has been part of a genocide or been experimented on should understand how horrific that is. This is not like your run-of-the-mill war where there were casualties. This was a systemic mass extermination. People just like you and me in the night were taken from their homes, loaded up onto boxcars, their heads shaved and gassed alive in the showers. All of your pets were murdered. Their babies were murdered in front of them. And it's really hard to understand It's not that it happened to my family, but like when it is your group, your blood, what you stand for. Like, Emily, what if they did that to like everybody who likes to watch lesbian erotic thrillers? You would understand. (laughs) It came from all the fans. Can I tell you, I've had at least two people in the last like six months DM me like, I started watching Rizzolian Idols because you kept talking about it. And it's great. And I was like, you're welcome. I mean, you've made your contribution. So I'm not trying to bring everyone down, but I am tired of tiptoeing around this. Like when you look up the actual atrocities of the Holocaust, just like if you looked into the actual atrocities of slavery, like when we learn about it in school, it's like there were slaves, Mm. they were oppressed. But when you really read about it, it is hard to stomach. Mm -hmm. So anyways, let's not act like Nazis are just your run of the mill, shitty, bigoted neighbors. It's a lot deeper than that anyway. So it's it's a shame because... I always like Kanye's workout plan <laughs> and most of his music. And now I can't bump it. I can't. You can't. No. And I keep seeing people be like, oh, but you know, it was hard when his mom died. And I just said that was 15 Don't. years ago. Are you serious? Yeah. Can you know it wasn't? No, it wasn't. I didn't check my facts. I just read 15 years. That is okay, not true. Now I no. need to see. He hasn't even been around for 15 years. I mean, I, he was doing 2007. 
What is that? 15 years ago. I can't do that math. That's crazy. Uh, I don't fucking care. People's parents die. That's awful, but it doesn't give an excuse to be a Nazi sympathizer. Let's move on from this. (laughs) Let's move on from this. I know you start out talking nicely about your your day out and about looking at decorations and that I had questions about the Holocaust. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you, I had a, one of my first, this is the first of probably many, but my daughter fell and <gasps> hit her face and bled today. Oh, there's a lot of, a lot of blood She's comes okay. out of he- a head. There's a lot of head blood. Hit her little mouth and she cried for maybe 90 seconds. You know, she hit her lip, but there's that moment where you're like, oh fuck, it's over. <laughs> yeah. And you're, you're not allowed, like you're not supposed to react so that she doesn't react. <laughs> and you- well, I did. Oh God. And, uh. Cut to me in the freezer, like, why are all these peas loose? You didn't just Anyways, pack some fine. loose peas in there. They were all the peas were open because I don't cook peas. No, it does. Anyway, she's fine. It's fine. Yeah. I, despite everything, I love Christmas. I love oh. sharing in it. I love looking at everything. I love the tastes and the smells. And I love going to Christmas parties. And I'm oh. Jewish and I love Christmas. That's allowed. So I'm just enjoying it from afar on Christmas for me. <laughs> Folks, one note before we get started, um, you'll notice we're not doing the AITA on AIA, despite spending millions on having that song composed, (laughs) because uh, true to me, one of the downfalls, one of the pitfalls of being an iconoclast and a forward thinker (laughs) and a revolutionary uh, and ahead of the curve is that people now are doing this on their podcasts. Are they, did they copy us? I'm not going to say they didn't. I'm not even going to name the podcast, but I am, as a trendsetter, we started this. Now other people are doing it and it's fucking lame. So we're not doing it anymore, but we will come up with a cooler segment because that's what we do. Yeah, and you're welcome to DM. Look, we want to own our content anyway. We want your content, not strangers' content who aren't listening. (laughs) And I never even liked this segment. So all you copycats out there with lame podcasts, keep selling your insert whatever product we don't sell here. Your fucking female Viagra, whatever. I'm good. We don't need Viagra. We just need you to put on a clean shirt and say something funny. Kick it. Okay. Hiya, folks. Long time lurker, first time asker, love the pot, et cetera, et cetera. Seeing your advice on how to approach a friend who has been a bit of a train wreck lately. Context, my partner and I, both 30s male, have a friend, Tom, 30s male, who we met at a party a couple years ago. We have since become somewhat close with him. He began dating Jerry, 30s male, shortly after we met. Cool names. (laughs) And over time, we have formed a friendship with him individually too. Tom and Jerry have a bit of a toxic relationship resulting in both of them confiding in us when things went They're wrong. always beating each other with <laughs> giant mallets and sticks of dynamite. Okay. They have a toxic relationship. <laughs> Some examples of Tom's weird behavior. One, he once had a naked lunch with his friend, WTF. Two, he once admitted to testing Jerry's commitment to him by inviting their mutual friend, who has a sexual history with Jerry, to a party to see who he, how he would react. Just weird, childish behavior. Jerry is not without his faults, but not nearly on the same level. Tom and Jerry broke up several times over the course of the two years, and my partner and I remain a neutral party to both, while also being real and upfront with both of them about their behavior in these scenarios. Recently, Tom fucked up again, big time. He basically cheated on Jerry with a married couple and claimed it was to improve our own sexual relationship by exploring new things. 
It was research. (laughs) Obviously, Jerry said, fuck that, blocked him everywhere, and finally cut all ties. Since the breakup, Tom has been stalking and harassing Jerry, begging for another chance, showing up at his house unannounced, the full court press of a desperate broken heart. My partner and I, out of concern for Jerry, have broken our unspoken neutrality pact and sided with Jerry as we think he has been put through the ringer by Tom. I sat down with Tom and gave him the brutal truth about how his erratic behavior was several bridges too far and that we wanted space from him and that he needs therapy. He was hurt but respected our position. Two weeks have passed and Tom has been trying to reconnect with my partner and I, sending us gifts and not so subtle messages that he's lonely and wants our friendship back. Partner and I are torn because he is really trying, hasn't wronged us directly, and has had a lot of hardship in the past year. Father passed, multiple surgeries due to injury and a cancer diagnosis, and we know he doesn't have a lot of people in his life. We also are a bit awestruck by his behavior and don't feel it's fair to anyone to refriend him out of pity. How do we approach this? Also, love the new special and loved seeing you in Amsterdam last year. Left, especially when you used a German accent while making fun of the Dutch. Thanks in advance. Um, okay. You tell me the difference. Whatever that was, it sounds like this person thinks that was a a purposeful, a a clever bit. Are you saying it wasn't? That's such a raw thing to be called out on. (laughs) Like me trying to imitate. First of all, it takes a lot of vulnerability and guts to imitate a local people to their face with no real knowledge of the people. I'm sorry, me, and I guarantee the German accent I use was this like Berlin. German one. It's always like a little, a little sexual. That sounds like a little. It's never a little fat boy in lederhosen, like from a cartoon. No, you're thinking of The Simpsons. I might be. Uh, I do want to say one thing. You were not awestruck because awestruck is filled with awe, like reverence. So perhaps gobsmacked. Um, honestly, your friend. It's sweet that they've been that you know that they've been going through something, and because they haven't wronged you, it's kind of not up to you to if if he's a good friend to you and just shitty in relationships. It's kind of two different things. I would give this person a second chance. They seem like you give them a chance to be normal, right? And if they let you down, like once bitten, twice shy, whatever. If they let you down, okay. But it sounds like this person really is hurting. This is your friend. And you're just, I do have a friend like this where you're just like, they're very weird with an ex. And I've said, like we said to them, like, I don't want to hear about this person. So that's it. If he ever brings up Jerry or if he's trying to be friends with you as a way to get to Jerry, then you have a right to be like, you feel used. But it would be really unfortunate if this person was hurting and you are the only friends and you do like hanging out with them. Give him another chance. And just to be like, we want to be here for you, but like, we just got to keep it cool. And you don't have to send us gifts. And I would... I don't know if that's like an ice cream gift card or something, but I, I would be uncomfortable with that. Some people don't know how to relate to people. And it doesn't sound like you need to cut them out of your life yet. Yeah, he was weird, really, really weird and did uncool things, but so far nothing he can't come back from with you. I mean, Jerry, yeah. obviously you should never You're invite him and Jerry over at the same time, but you know. I have I have friends who are like really weird with dudes, but like one-on-one, I'm cool with them. So give your friend a chance. Do not invite Jerry. I would also make it a very neutral hangout, like meet up at a bar, mm-hmm. you know, or like go out with some other people. Like just give him a chance. Mm-hmm. There is the version where he's just like your weird fucked up friend, but you guys like hanging out. Like not everybody's for everybody. I definitely have a couple of friends where it's like, I know they don't have a ton of friends, but like they like me and I like them and that's okay. <laughs> Emily. Yeah, I know. Okay. Why are you talking? No, it's to- not you. It's not you. You know, I have like two friends. I know you have one friend. <laughs> it's you. Oh, yeah. You do it's know me. my other friend. <laughs> yeah. I guess Noah's kind of your. Eh, Sometimes I'm right. like, is it weird if I just text Noah? 
No, it's not weird. Okay. He loves you. Okay. I'll keep that uh, in mind no, so I can harass cool. him about his cookbook, et cetera. I like to know. I think it's fun when Noah's like, oh, I was texting with your friend. I love that. I text his friend sometimes, his friend Tad. He's pretty cool. But it's usually about what kind of present to get Noah. Anyway, <laughs> give your friend another chance. I'm busy. And this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby. I'm back to work. I'm at meetings. I'm on tour. I'm running around. And I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors fresh, never frozen meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. I do think there's something to be said for ordering something of quality and every once in a while getting a nice package in the mail with a product that you're going to own for a long time. Let me tell you about Bolin Branch's signature sheets because they're the perfect way to start upgrading your sleep, your room, the look of your room because they're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton. These sheets feel buttery soft yet super breathable and they're perfect for warmer summer months ahead. We have a house that we go to in the summer and I got all Bolin Branch sheets for the beds because we're having a lot of guests this year and I want them to feel like they're at a nice bed and breakfast that they didn't have to pay for. Bolin Branch sheets are free from toxins like synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde. I bet you didn't know that was in your sheets. And their signature sheets come in 14 versatile colors and they come in sizes from twin all the way up to California King. And Bolin Branch has a 30-night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bolin Branch. Go to bolinbranch.com slash Eliza for 15% off your first sheet set, plus free shipping. That's Bolin Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com slash Eliza for 15% off. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza.
dear Eliza, Emily, and the long lost sound effect King Hot Scotty. We haven't heard his jingle in a while, so I'm requesting it's played. Hot Scotty number one, number one, Hot Scotty. Hot Scotty number two, number two, Hot Scotty. Scott, give him... Give him a hello. Let him know you're still alive. Let him know that you haven't been murdered. I know. It was nice when he popped in that one time. Thank you, listener. I'm still here. I'm still working on every episode, and I appreciate you asking about me. Please send me some snacks, because they keep me under the stairs, and it's pretty horrible down here, to be honest. I know. He does He does have a very sexual, sensual voice, and I'm attracted to it in the most friendly, sexually neutral way. Hmm. <laughs> You know, there were like new listeners of this podcast who were just like, wait, there's a dude here who have like never heard of Scott. Yeah, he's our sound engineer. He's He's got a buttery voice. And he's involved in the, like he puts it all together. He, if there's ever a sound effect, he's put that in. So he's part and of the fabric just put these rumors of the show. To rest. People are like, Scott, he sounds so hot. Is he hot? No, he is hideous. And you, I hope you never come across him in a dark alley or just in a well-lit Ralph's grocery aisle. Because you will cry. He's the worst looking person I've ever seen. You're trying to keep people away from him and his nice wife and his cat. Trying to no, you can't say he's married. It ruins the I illusion. I know, wait. Yeah, <laughs> what? people need to. It's like those K-pop stars where they keep them single for the allure. So that's why people woman, can never see him. Yeah. Yeah. Some woman took pity on him, but he is, trust me, the worst looking person I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I hope this joke is coming <laughs> Hope we're all cool. All right, Emily. Kick it into, into third gear. My, I don't know what that does. My question. I'm a female in her mid-30s with a younger best friend. She is 12 years younger than me. We have been friends for a couple of years and met through a mutual hobby. She has a male coworker that is 36 and a, quote, amazing guy that she's become Uh-oh. been becoming closer with at work. They talk all the time. She's told me about him and said that he's been getting out of a complicated, extremely off-and-on type relationship recently and said she should try to set us up. A couple days after she said this, she asked if it was weird that he was messaging her on social media out of office hours. I said- I already know what this is. Okay, I get it. Can I I guess before you finish? This girl is trying to set you up with him as like a weird, like she actually wants to be with him but weirdly, she's like, but if I set you up, somehow this is safer. Your friend doesn't realize that she's using you. This whole fucking thing is weird. Do not go out with this person and tell your friend to not message men who are in relationships. He is in a relationship and he's telling her that he's not and he is a liar and you certainly don't want him. Your friend's too young and dumb to know this. Move on. All right, now finish the question. I said, by the sound of it, yeah. he may have a thing for her, which she says could be true, but he also may just be being friendly since he's like that with most people. Nope. She comments sometimes nope. that if she didn't date her own boyfriend of seven or so years, which has been rocky yep. at times, that she would be going for him since he's a catch and a quote, real man. And she's joked that she I'm would keep him for herself if she could. So she's trying to because she can't have him. She's like, but at least I can keep him close and you can fuck him and tell me how it tastes. I told her recently that I found it shitty of her to say these comments after suggesting she set us up since it just makes me feel that she's in some way gatekeeping this guy in case her and her BF broke up. I told her I'd rather not suggest things like that at all since I do tend to get my hopes up easily. It's been years since I've been on a date. So I, of course, thought this was kind of exciting and hoping he'd want to go. Should I even hold out hope that she tried to set us up? Am I just overreacting and being extra sensitive over something that hasn't even happened, a.k.a. a date with this guy? Did I do the right thing by telling her if she's not going to follow through and not bother suggesting it? 
I know. I thought you were offended. This took a weird... No, I don't hear the rest. This, this took a weird turn. You don't want to go out with this guy. He has a girlfriend. And if he doesn't, he doesn't treat his relationships well. Also, your friend's attracted to him. Your friend is like 25 and thinks you're old, which is why <laughs> she's like, do you want to go out with this 36-year-old? He's too old for me. But maybe you two dinosaurs can make love. This whole thing is fucking bizarre. Okay, but and, this okay. P.S., I should note that when my friend I fucked him. <laughs> I, we had sex. It's true. It was dusty. dusty. And I'm, I'm like, okay. I should note though, my friend messages this guy and talks about him. She gushes, smiles, and acts like someone with a big old crush. She said after I told her my thoughts on the situation that she's just waiting for him to be done with the girl that's screwing him around. And once that's finished, she's going to put it out to him to set us up. However, I am not convinced. Either way, Awful. I love my friend more than I love the idea of a date with a guy. Just wonder if I was in the wrong for questioning her. I don't even know what you're asking, but the answer is do not date this guy. And your friend sucks. Your friend is immature. Your friend's fucking weird. This is weird. And by the way, I guarantee you everything she's saying about this guy, she would not say in front of her boyfriend. No. And that's how you know it's fucked up. It's not like she's like, Kirk's a really nice guy. And I think you guys would hit it off. You both enjoy MAGA. MAGA? MAGA? Manga? Make America great. You're both racist. So... I don't even know, but the answer is you don't want to go out with this guy and your friend is very mature. And it's not her fault. Run, do not walk. Yeah, her behavior is, she's not handling this well at all. So run, do not walk. And don't email the podcast later and be like, so we went out and it turns out, I never want to hear that you didn't do my advice. <laughs> and then it turns out I was right. Or I do. But in this case, just let us know, but just know that we probably won't read that email. On the air. Okay. <laughs> I have a holiday How question since Eliza asked for them. Yes. Yes. <laughs> My sister has an absolute monster of a boyfriend and nobody in our family likes him. He is verbally abusive, has a total narcissistic personality, very rude to her six-year-old daughter and has no sense of social awareness. They actually broke up last year during the holidays because he said he couldn't love my sister's daughter as his own and he didn't want to be a step-parent. They got back together. He showed up Christmas Great. morning unannounced and they've stayed together since. We were all very uncomfortable around him. And my mom and grandma actually didn't come to Thanksgiving this year since he was there. My sister says that was very immature and petty of my mom and grandma. Anyway, this year they're demanding Christmas morning to be at their house. My sister keeps sending my family links of things to get him for Christmas, all $40 plus. My question is, is it terrible if I don't get him anything? I don't want to spend my money on someone I really can't stand, but I also don't want to come off as a complete bitch. My plan right now is to buy them something they both can use, like a cookbook. Yeah, yes. And just address yes. the present to both of them. Also, he has zero clue. None of us like him. Also, every time we really? try to discuss his actions with my sister, she gets super defensive and says he doesn't act like that when it's just the two of them. I don't believe that because if he is confident acting uh -uh, that way around no. her family, I'd imagine he's worse when it's just them. She also doesn't seem to Ugh. care how this impacts us or her daughter. Also, he wants a Venmo request every person going to Christmas <gasps> breakfast since they are short on money. Sorry, but why offer to host if you can't afford it? And an important follow-up like at 1 a.m. Okay, reading all that back, I know Eliza would say we need to be fine making people as uncomfortable as they make us and women need to stop worrying about being seen as bitches, but it's the holidays. I don't want any conflict, no. so please help. I hear you. Uh, I thought you were going to be like, reading that back, this guy, <laughs> this is awful and I shouldn't be going. Uh, I don't, your sister is, she has battered wife syndrome. I'm not saying he's going to hit her, but like she has Stockholm syndrome. Um, you don't have to get him a gift. That being said, it is a little weird of like everyone, I don't know how your family works. Maybe you could do 
like white elephant or like secret gifting where everyone gets someone else's name. But like, I don't, how does Christmas work? Everybody gets, if you have eight people, does that mean, what's that math? Yeah. You if get, eight people get eight gifts for everybody, it's, that's like 400,000 gifts. Slash, sometimes families make like agreements. Like, you know, we only get the kids gifts or really, you know, whatever. So you can do something like that. Here's, here's the problem here. Oh, wait. Wait, give me the sister. The whole, the whole crux of the podcast. I'm so upset though, because the sister let this man into her life who said he would never be able to see her yeah. daughter as her own. Your sister is awful. I wouldn't want to spend Christmas with either of them. Don't go. I wouldn't either. What you could do, your sister's stuck because she is a single mom who has found someone, unfortunately a shitty person that will tolerate her and her child. That is unfortunate. I do feel bad for your sister. You do not owe this man a fucking gift, okay? Mm -mm. At least get something that she can keep or just get her a gift and you could get him $5 to Starbucks or $10 to Starbucks or something or, you know, I don't know, uh, a bottle of Jack Daniels, you know? He probably doesn't need it, but it could be something small. At the very least, you're exactly right. Cookbook for you guys, enjoy, okay? As far as the Venmo thing, they they don't want to host, she wants to host, she wants everyone to be okay with them. You can offer to Venmo $10 or just say, I'm happy to bring something. But I don't know. It's always this thing of like, how uncomfortable do I want to make myself to be around someone that maybe you're not even going to be with forever? And it's weird that he has no clue because this seems like the kind of guy who would be like, and your family doesn't even like me. So of course I'm being a turd. I would tolerate him. The gift is for her. And... That's the best you can do. Or you plant your flag and you just be like, we don't want to be around him. We're having it at our house. You guys are welcome to come. Yeah, because grandma and mom didn't go to Thanksgiving. So can you have separate Christmas with grandma and mom and not go to that? Why Why is everybody agreeing to go to these people's house? That they, I mean, I guess it's because there's a child and the grandma and everybody wants to it's see It's tough because the there's a child and everyone wants to see your sister who doesn't sound like the most fun. You... And by the way, they're going to keep that money. So be like, I can bring a thing. Of, it is not expensive to go to a bakery at a grocery store and bring over muffins. Or bring like a dozen a thing of eggs, and some Starbucks coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Don't give yeah. them money. So don't give him money. Do not don't give them money. Don't him it's, anything. Thank you. Eggs are not that expensive. I mean, everything's kind of expensive, but do not Venmo him anything. Happy to bring something. Happy to make something. Yeah. Let me know what you guys need. Make it a potluck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do not. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. At least do that. That way, when he's a turd, you can be like, we all tried and be like, this is never happening again. Yeah. He'll, he'll be gone by next year. The group gift is the way to go. <laughs> and then just when you're there, sustain and maintain. Anywhere he is, you be in the other room. Mm-hmm. And then you just fake diarrhea and you leave. <laughs> diarrhea really is the gift that keeps on giving. I've got diarrhea. I've got to go. I'm so sorry. I can't make the meeting or your birthday. <laughs> diarrhea. I have diarrhea tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> in uh, in Miss Congeniality too, which did have some stuff where I was like, Udo, is this offensive? Where she's like, I'm Ida Flannenbaum. I can't, I dress up as an old lady. And I was like, Udo. Uh, but I don't think it's offensive. But she's like, it's funny. they're trying to get away from some male FBI agents. So she's like, it's ladies time. I need tampons. And all the FBI agents are like, oh. And so they just run her and Regina King just run away. And that's also a good excuse. Just tell that man, I I have I have tampons at home. I have to go. I have tampon time. Period. <laughs> Gotta go. Just literally just walk up to him and be like women's bodies. And he'll be like, get out of here. <laughs> Please leave. Okay. What does Eliza have against 
Coltons. My son, six, name is oh, Colton, no. oh, and now no. it's becoming right. a running joke in our house that he's destined to grow up to become a D-bag hipster because it keeps coming up in Eliza's specials as oh, her- Oh, no. Don't say that name. to the baby. LOL. Oh, Jesus. I know names are getting out of hand with all the Jacksons and Braxton Hicks of the world, but I grew up with kids named Colton in the 90s, so it's not a new name. Was there a villainous Colton in Eliza's past? What's the story of the great Colton betrayal? Love the pod. All the best, Kay. This is the quint- This is the best type of fan because at first I was going to be, I thought she was going to be like, and I'm offended and my child is named Colton and I did that. Um, no one did anything just like, I don't know a Scott that's bad. I just try to pick the name that is emblematic of the idea. That's why forever it was like Stacy, even though no one's really named that anymore. You know, you say Madison, it cultivates an idea. Mm-hmm. So it's about being specific versus being like Dan, because there's so many Dans. You're like, that could be a good or bad person. So it's not the name Colton as much as what it represents. Kind of like the name Karen, you know? Mm. Um, so I don't have a problem with the name Colton. Uh, I guess my bigger note is that these are all these, look, all names are made up. Everything, you know? Uh, naming your kid LaShonda is just as valid as naming your kid Ryan. You know, these are all, and just because it's something like you name your kid John, like just because it's in the Bible, which I guarantee you John's name was not John before they translated that Bible, you know? So it's not about that as much as taking traditional names and doing a twist on them and making up. I think when anything is made up recently, I think that's why people have trouble with new religions. It's why nobody liked Christianity at the start. It's why a lot of people have problems with like what, uh, other than the LDS thing, like with Mormons, Scientology. Kabbalah is one of the oldest, oldest. It is the study of Jewish mysticism, but people shit on Kabbalah because Madonna started doing it and became this commercialized thing with mm-hmm. the water and the bracelets, but people who actually studied it, it's actually incredibly fascinating. So I think not unlike the earth being not flat, but round and the idea that Nazis are bad, when people present new ideas, it's hard to wrap our minds around. So in 50 years, Colton will be all of our grandparents' names and that'll be weird and naming your kid like a Strad 7 will be the new thing to make fun of. There is something really good. You told me once, because I was really impressed by just the references you pull out and you were talking about how it's like, it's all in specificity. And I think a name like Colton is like, you maybe know one person with that name. And if you remember them, it's because they're a specific type of person. It's just that it's not like a John, like, you know, so many different types of Johns. Like with a Colton, you're either going to know that kind of Colton or you're not going to know one at all. And so it's specific enough. It's also like, forget the name Colton for a second. It To me, it represents a very white American, Mm. this is not the name Colton, but like, I don't want to say trashy as much as just like live, laugh, love, signy. Like we wanted creativity, but within a certain parameter, like Blorton, Blanton. Like I saw that as a kid's name once, Blanton. I'm like, you want it to sound vaguely old line British, like Hickston, Mm -hmm. Harkston, Huxley. And you're like, these are just consonants and vowels mashed together <laughs> to sound vaguely Anglo. So it's that. Um, I guess names that like aren't really rooted in something. Like it's not like you can trace then maybe you can and I'm wrong, but like like Haxton. I'm like, what root word are we tracing this back to? Yeah. Does it have a meaning in the like name dictionary where it's like, oh, this name means full of grace. Like like, yeah, like Brit, Brinton. Yeah. You're like, okay, kind of sounds like Britain, but you you gave it your own twist. Mm. I think it's people like giving it their own twist. I'm like, all right. 
do, is my name Eliza with an I? Yes, but it's still Eliza. <laughs> and I'm the only one. Hello, Eliza but and crew. Don't, don't make fun of you. And by the way, Colton to me is not a hipster. Colton is like a triple A baseball player. Yeah, it sounds like a hot guy. Yeah, Colton sounds pretty hot. Your six-year-old sounds pretty hot. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, oh, my God. It's no secret that fast fashion and the demand for fashion in general is helping to wreck our planet while introducing Newly. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month, access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing, and they have fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility, plus the option to buy what you love. I gifted Newly to a friend whose daughter works in an office where you have to be presentable, and it's trendy. She gets to try out stuff. She always looks fresh at work. She always looks cute. And when she's done with it, which we usually are after wearing something for a while, she can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code ELIZA20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's. And enter the code ELIZA20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code ELIZA20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Eliza. Hello, Eliza and crew. Got a good one for you. Over Thanksgiving with my husband's family, I was having a conversation with my favorite sister-in-law about some shared experiences and we were bonding over this. My asshole brother-in-law butts in to tell me, only me, that my feelings didn't matter and things were the way they were. I told him it wasn't his conversation and he should mind his own business. Things escalated from there with him chasing me, holding my 15-month-old daughter out of the house, screaming obscenities in my face, and him and my husband almost coming to blows. Am I the asshole for context? My brother-in-law is always opinionated about things he's never experienced, and he's told me multiple times my opinions about certain things are wrong. I don't know what you were talking about. I'm assuming you were talking about something that was actually awful versus like, and this is why Jews shouldn't own property. No, I'm assuming these two women were bonding yeah, over talking something about woman and he things. came and got up in it and chased around the house with like a rolling pin like a psycho. Yeah, if that actually happened, um, I would, I hate to say like, let your husband deal with it because he will always puff up more 
when it comes to you. Uh, this guy obviously doesn't respect women, doesn't like women. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's the question? Like, should I stay for dessert? What's the question? I think it's just like, how do you deal now that this thing has happened with the brother-in-law? What are the next steps? I mean, it's his husband's, sounds like it's his husband's sister's husband, maybe, because it's sister-in-law, brother-in-law. So the husband is related to either that man or the woman. And I assume he's related to the woman and not this psycho man. I don't know. So it's not your I don't family. Know if, I don't know if there are next steps. You can decide in your mind the next step needs to be him apologizing to you. But I don't, I can't imagine you want to put yourself around someone like that. That person makes you so uncomfortable and they make everything so tense. And like this person has an issue with you or that sister, like he sought you guys out to insert himself and bully you. So it sounds like he owes you an apology. And I quite frankly would make it about that. Be like, when you can grow the fuck up and stay out of my face, you don't have to say that to him, but you can just choose to not put yourself around him. Because it feels like this isn't the first time it's happened. But what does your husband say? Yeah, I think it's like as long as your husband's on your side that you're not going to yeah, go over and there, there and be chased around. I mean, he chased you in a 15-month-old. You know what you say to Like, I, there's something going on. So, God, I mean, part of me. So, is the woman you're talking to his wife? I'm guessing the woman is her husband's sister. And then the crazy man is the sister's husband. Yeah. You know what I think? And I could be wrong. You were talking to her about something that wouldn't bode well for him. And it's something that like infringes on his freedom in that marriage. Whether it's, you know, speaking up about something or whether it's abortion or just something that was specific enough to her that he felt something like his happiness was being threatened and he didn't want you putting ideas in her head. So this is a very scary, dangerous man. He didn't want you giving that sister any ideas. Mm -hmm. So that's unfortunate that she's, that you guys, that she's in that relationship, but this has less to do with you and more to do with him controlling her. Mm -hmm. And that's what that is. And that's scary. I'm I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Yeah. I'd like to know. Let us know what you were talking about. I would keep be very curious. I am very curious. Mark it urgent and let us know. <laughs> okay, we have an update. Red hot update. From a little bit ago, do you remember there was a woman and her best friend had a husband who sucked, the usual. But the best friend and the husband came back into town for our question asker's wedding. And he went, got so drunk and went so berserk that the bride's daughter was crying. He was like yes. fist fighting people, like yes. going nut, full nutso. She, they know that he's abusive. They know. And then she, he like ruined the wedding. And then the sister, I mean, then the friend stayed with him. And the, Friend messaged always. our question asker do. and said she needed space. They couldn't be close after what had happened. So our question asker was like, you know, what do I do? And I think we basically probably said like, show that you're there for your friend, but you can't, like you can step back from this. So we got an update. I pretty much did exactly what y'all said I should. Sent her a text a few days after her long friend breakup text saying I'm always here for her and her children and that I respect whatever she needs. We remained social media friends for maybe a year after that, but I recently saw that she removed me. We'd shared small texts over the last year of things like happy birthdays and happy whatever holiday it was. I did get one text saying something along the lines of, 
My life is fucked up in a lot of ways, but you'll still always have a piece of my heart. I just can't have the same friendship with you right now as we always had. Maybe someday in the future. I said something like, got the message loud and clear. Her husband got into a terrible car accident not too long after I submitted my question, which basically forced them back together. I completely agree with everything you both said. I've accepted the reality of the situation and moved on from it. Thank you for answering my question. Much appreciation for you both and everything you do. Aww. You know what? You did everything right, and I feel bad for your friend, but you can't save her. Yeah. You know, and you, you can't, you're not her sister. This isn't your daughter. Friend, the girlfriend of the friend that's in a shitty relationship always looks like the bad person. And this guy, you know, maybe they have kids together and they have sex and it's this you know, relationship. So you've done all you can do. There's nothing, if something awful happens, there's nothing more you could have done. Well, and, and maybe one day he'll do something awful and be removed from their lives permanently and then she'll come back to you. But if everything he did didn't. Uh, I, and you're going to miss her. Like, you're going to mourn that friendship. But I'm glad you did that. And I'm glad that you looked out for you. And her you text right. made it pretty clear that she knows that you will be yes. there if she extricates herself from the situation or and needs you know help what? getting out of this situation. And she might. And you may be like, I've lost respect for you. You'll, you'll decide how you feel. Mm-hmm. You did the best. The best. Hi, everyone. Loving the pod. Hope you're all okay. This is a question about my best friend and her sister. I, female 33, have known my best friend, also female 33, for 20 years. We'll call her Georgina for context. Thank you for a real name, not like L. B. Georgina is recently single, having just got out of a 15-year relationship. She has three kids. Who has the time? Who has lives this long? (laughs) The problem. Georgina has a sister, 25, we'll call her Laura, and keeps inviting her to everything we do. When we go on a girl's night out, she'll invite her, sometimes behind my back. She's even invited her to a get-together at my house one time. I'm honestly not the biggest fan of Laura, mainly because she's so mean to Georgina. They've had a really up-and-down relationship, with Laura constantly kicking off with her over the tiniest detail. Recently, Laura called Georgina a sneaky bitch because she visited a relative that Laura didn't like. I'm getting sick of feeling like I have to be friends with Laura. She's a lot younger than me, and I don't really like her. I've purpose purposely canceled meetups with Georgina in the past because she's invited Laura and even said, I will give it a miss this time. I was looking forward to seeing you one-on-one and spending quality time together. But Georgina doesn't seem to get the hint or she does and doesn't care. Georgina added me to a group chat with Laura and a few guys they know and it it really feels like I'm being forced into a friendship group that I don't want to be in. The other other issue is that now Georgina is single. She's acting a lot more like her sister. She's changed the way she speaks, the way she presents herself on social media, constantly posting pictures of herself, maybe for validation, and how she dresses. It's even worse when Georgina— let's not judge posting pictures of ourselves. (laughs) It's even worse when Georgina and Laura are together. My friend is changing into someone I don't know, and it's sad. What do I do? Um, First of all, always opt out of a group text. (laughs) Like I maybe it's an LA thing. Like people, like I've never questioned someone. I've been like, how come you don't talk on the group text? Like what? Opt out if anyone says anything. Be like, it's just too stressful. That's it. That's like an answer. It's just too stressful. This is your best friend. You tell her exactly how you feel. You tell her exactly how you feel. Be like, I know. And by the way, blood is thicker than water. That's her sister. I'm your best. Like be like, I I don't like the way the sister treats you. I don't love the way you guys are together. I I kind of just want to hang out with you one-on-one. If that doesn't work, let me know. But you have not told her specifically. 
the way you are feeling. You've hinted at it. And I don't think there's, I mean, what's the worst that could happen? She tells Laura and now you don't have to be friends with this child. Like the worst that could happen is your friend is offended and that sucks, but she'll come back around when Laura's a bitch. They have a rapport because they're sisters. It's uncomfortable to be around someone who is shitty to your friend. Like even if somebody curses at Noah, like as an expletive, not like fuck you, but like, is like aggressive in their language toward him. I get like weirdly protective, even though he's a grown man and I say nothing. So I know that feeling where you're like, hey, hey, that's my friend. Yeah. It's not the way you choose to be spoken to. They might be okay with it, but you are well within your rights to just not want to hang out with a third person. Three is also a very difficult number in general, but particularly with women. I think there's another piece here also in that, Look, I hate when somebody else joins anything. I don't like an uninvited third person, but... No, no. And they got they to gotta tell you. That's so rude. And but. even when they tell you, but it's like, if you have plans, they're like, oh, this other person's coming, then you're the dick that's like, oh, never mind, I don't want to go. But I think yeah. there's a, another piece of this, which is Georgina is single for the first time ever. And you're saying you don't like that she's posting selfies of herself. Maybe in this single period, Laura is just yeah. easier to be around yes. while she like figures Same out- Same wavelength. Yeah, like maybe she's talking about Our, dating or guys or whatever, and you kind of don't want to talk about that. And Laura's young, so Laura's like, yeah. Good call. Is our question asker single? Uh, I don't, they didn't specify. I don't get the vibe that you are, but let's say you are. Like, it is normal to want to post pictures of yourself and to, especially out of a long relationship like that. The truth is you may, you just may not be down for this type of party mm -hmm. and like this kind of ride, which is okay. You have to let her go through that, but- you know, you're going to get ice cream. It doesn't need to involve Laura. Mm -hmm. Laura might actually help you because she will take your the girl out drinking. She'll take Georgina out. You can't, you may not be up for all that heavy lifting or you are and you just don't want to party with that girl. Either way, you need to tell her how you feel. I don't like the way she is with you and I don't like the way she is around you. And I just, she's not, I just don't want to. Or even that, and like, you're allowed. I, I want to spend quality time with you, just you and me. Can we make a plan, please? And just have it be you and me and do not invite Laura very explicitly. Yeah, be like, just, yeah. And if she does, then something weird's going on. Laura seems a little annoying. Yeah. Um, and probably asked to be, you know, invited. But the more distance you can put, the more you just make it clear, like, I am her friend, not your friend. Mm -hmm. That's it. Or invite her to like a fucking opera or like a slam poetry reading and then that girl definitely won't want to go. Look, like, I'm doing fireball shots in the shit or you want to come? You'd be like, no, I'm taking notes at this poetry reading. Let me be. <laughs> Hi again. This is an update slash follow-up. Back in January 2021, you answered my question in the episode, We Made It, about my husband who has a hard time throwing things away even if they have no sentimental value. Oh, the hoarder. Yeah. Eliza told me to ask my husband about therapy or to give him an ultimatum about keeping only 20 things or some such arrangement from his basement dragon's hoard. We did indeed have a long talk about it some time ago, and I used therapy as the jumping off point with which to discuss it. I'll spare you too many details so we can fast forward to what I really want to mention. In the end, we agreed to go through his things together. I purchased... Oh, I thought you were going to say in the end, we agreed to go our separate ways. <laughs> I purchased several large bins and told him his stuff had to fit into the bins and he agreed. By the way, Emily, that space is now a home gym, which we both use since I know you're concerned I was only clearing space for selfish reasons. 
Since I know you love a home gym. <laughs> I love a home gym. Well, going through this stuff, I found a picture of my husband's ex-girlfriend from college. He put it in one of the save bins and said something about, Ugh. well, she was an important part of my life at one point, even if she isn't anymore. This seemed fair to me, what? especially since it was found in some basement boxes and not a closet or bedside drawer. My friend, however, says it's a red flag to keep it, even if, as I pointed out, it went into a bin with keepsakes instead of somewhere more easily accessible. Now she's making me question myself, but I didn't want to be, but I want to be fair to my husband. He didn't stare longingly at the photo or anything. And in the few times she's come up since we got together nine years ago, he's generally mentioned stupid things she'd done instead of fond memories or whatever. My friend is insisting that I'm being stupid for ignoring this. Can he just keep an old photograph and a box of crap in the basement without inciting yes. a revolution? Anyway, yes. sorry the update is longer than the original post and possibly spicier. Also, thanks for everything. I came down to see you in the hull of the wooden ship that was Northampton. I had a great time seeing you there. Cheers from Edie. Oh, yeah. We did a show like on the Smith campus on like a stage that you would stump on if you were running for president in like 1910. Uh, that was cool. I bought a candle from a Wiccan bookshop next to the campus. You know, I think it's incredibly healthy that you're cool with it. If you're okay with it and nothing that you've said is like a weird red flag, I'm interested to know in the picture, is it just of her? Is it of them? Is it, and you're saying it's framed like, is it framed with like my true love forever? I think it's okay to keep a thing. Like that's your life. And that's okay to have had a nice time with someone and you could have loved them and you can have a special place in your heart for them. I think that's okay. And your friend maybe uh, is speaking from her own set of experiences. Mm -hmm. But if your husband hasn't ever given you a reason to not trust him other than being a secret pack rat and he's taking those steps, you got to let people have the yeah, take the win. And he wasn't hiding it from you. It's not like you you found it in his wallet. Yeah. Like it was in this box of junk. He's like, can I keep it in my box of junk I'm keeping? Like, yeah. Like it's a, it's your life. Like there, there were other people in your life and you're married to him. So clearly, no, that's yeah. fine. I think that's a win fine. all around. Tell your friend that she needs to sort her own shit out and quit putting <laughs> it on you. You tell your husband to listen to this episode and tell, it's okay, Chip. It's okay. <laughs> I wonder what that frame looks like though. Oh, oh, oh. That, that's important. If it's a loose picture, it's like framed. Loose picture is even better. And I thought she said it was framed, but I got to know what kind of frame we're talking. Mm. <laughs> yeah, let us know. Let us know. Future update. Hey, allies and crew. I have a question that I've already made a decision on, but basically want to hear your take on it. Okay, <laughs> well, no, no. Why? Then I need your handle so people can at you. I was best friends with another woman since we were in high school. So over 15 years now, we were inseparable in high school and college. Everybody's so young. She started dating a guy I knew who was awful to her. There was domestic violence and cheating involved, but she did end up marrying him. Prior, Great. <laughs> prior to them getting married, he would break up with her and she would want to spend all her time with me until he came back. And then she would distance herself from me until the cycle started over. I got tired of that and told her she was allowing this behavior and felt like she was using me when she was using me until he came back around. They got divorced, thank God. Through the divorce, she was very secretive. I would check in with her and she would tell me it's too much to text that we needed to talk in person or on FaceTime. When I tried to FaceTime, she would tell me she's too awkward for FaceTime. Anytime we set a date for us to get together and catch up, she would flake out. She tried really hard not to come to my baby shower and got upset when my only response was, okay, and tried to make it about herself. I simply said okay because I had to get myself and my other two kids ready for the shower and didn't have time for a conversation the morning of. 
She got fired up and accused me of being pissed at her, but I explained my side and she did end up coming. That was the last time I saw her. She still has yet to catch up with me or meet my daughter who is now 18 months old. The last time I attempted to see her, she flaked and then sent me a picture of some guy sleeping and said, look who was in my bed last night. I called her out. Is that my dad? (laughs) I called her out on it. She apologized. I left it at that and knew I wouldn't attempt to reach out to her again. A few days ago, she texted Uh me randomly asking for money. I just didn't respond. Since then, she shared pics of us on Facebook and tagged me saying she loves and misses me. And I don't respond to those either. Am I being a dick for cutting her off or should I have more grace because she's gone through a lot? She's got a child with the now ex-husband, so she's a single mom trying to make ends meet. The empath in me feels for her, but majority of my feelings are just resentment. The empath in you can feel for her, and that is a human thing. This person, I'm so glad you know this, is literally only reaching out for money because they know that you'll come back, just like the ex-husband always did. And that is really manipulative that she's tagging these pictures. Mm -hmm. Unfriend and block the number. And never deal with it again. She will move on to another person. Well, I do that kind of stuff all the time. She will move on. Also, yes, being a mother is the hardest job in the world. And being a single mother is an even harder job. But when you knowingly put yourself in a situation like this and are this shitty to the people around you, like she is in this situation because of who she is. Mm. There are a billion ways to go about this. She could have been friends with you this whole time. She could have at least called to be like, hey, here's what's happening. But that to text, I need money. She went about this all wrong. This is on her and she's going to have to clean this up herself. Thank God they're divorced. Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. No. You'll never get that money back and she will ghost you for another few years. The fact that she didn't have the wherewithal to be like, hey, like lay the groundwork. Like, I'd love to see your little girl. I'm so sorry. And like, give it a week. Yeah. Like not even do the like pretend thing of I'm reaching out for other reasons. Like in LA, like, how are you? Love seeing you thrive and rise. So be done with that. Thrive and rise. I just made that up. Time to thrive and rise. Um, It's always like love seeing you killing it. Hey, can you post about my my piece of shit? I just made it. (laughs) Yeah, I guess that's, I'm sure because you have like a big network, people are always like, hey, I have a new business. I make earrings. Can you post about them? If like a fan makes something, I have no problem sharing that love and like tagging stuff. Oh, yeah, stuff, I'm not but thinking I, of fans. I'm thinking of just like people that you met once in like high school that are like, hey, join my MLM. No one from high school reaches out. But here's the thing. Not to like get all new world about this. Sometimes... I'm sorry, I meant to say new age. I always want to say new world order. Not to get all reptilian and Bilderberg convention about this. Um, You have to be protective of your energy. You have to be protective of your energy and that is who you let into your space, who you let into your home, who you let into your conscience because there's plenty of garbage that I think about all the time. Plenty of shitty people live in my head rent-free. And that's being protective of even your social media accounts, you know, like what you post about, like... Nobody, you don't owe anyone space in your brain. I'm very protective. I'll get DMs all the time. If it looks like too much to read or it feels like they're wanting something that I don't want to give, like you can only do so many charities and post about so many things and that's not on you. Mm -hmm. You only have the space to be the best version of you because you create that space. You cannot be worried about everyone all the time. So no, Mm -hmm. you've got your own kids. You're not lending her money. Unless you're cool, which is like never seeing that money again. Right. 
Do you have ideas for gifts for a white elephant gift exchange? My fiance's family is planning on doing a non-gender gift exchange for Christmas this year, and I have no idea what to purchase. I want to get something that can be used or enjoyed and not something that will end up in the trash. Coffee. We are to spend $20 coffee. to $30. I appreciate your thoughts and coffee. ideas. Thanks. Coffee. Coffee, coffee, coffee. Yeah, because alcohol Everybody like goes coffee. fast, but that's kind of a... T- some people, there's like... Like, people don't want that always. I think that's a tough one. So, white elephant is... I pick a gift and then the next person can take that gift and they can draw it right. I went to a weird one one time and of course the alcohol goes very fast. What happens is not everybody buys something dope. Yeah. So there's always someone that's like, it's a non-denominational egg painting kit. You're like, okay, no one wants that. Everybody wants that bottle of Smirnoff. So, you know, it's fun to get something cool. Everybody likes coffee. It could be a $30 Starbucks gift card. So you can get two drinks. It could be a coffee gift bag. Like almost everybody drinks coffee. I give a lot of coffee gifts. Um, so that's my answer is coffee. I, cool mug. I like beans. that this person wants it to last because I think my go-to in the past has been something like that's fun for the minute. Like a weird, like a drone from Fry's that's like 25 bucks because no, everybody fights over it and has so much fun playing Such with it. But then after that, right, it goes in the trash. Also, exactly. It's like, just plastic garbage. And so. technology and like- copper wires and cobalt and all these things that are mined by little children. So don't just give, you know what you should do is give like a disposal of USB cord for free. Got a whole drawer of USB cords. What about like a, what about like a plant? Nobody wants that. Is that weird? It's not weird. Like don't give an orchid. Nobody wants that. Everybody wants coffee. Everybody wants liquor. Everybody wants a nice candle. Uh, Flamingo Estates is like a Los Angeles brand that's getting that's getting like really popular. Diptyque. Um, like a really nice, like a Tom Ford, like a nice like gift candle is always good. Cause even if it doesn't smell great, it's still so expensive that you know your nose is wrong and you're willing to smell it, even if you don't love like amber. Soap, a really nice soap. Things that have value from like a nice brand, people will want anyway. But I say go with coffee. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think that's really solid. There's no honor, though. There's no glory in getting the best gift. No. So, fuck them. I mean, kind of. I don't I don't like the whole idea of it. It's too stressful. Oh, I like it. I think it's kind of fun. But somebody does get screwed over. Someone is stuck with, like, a plastic, like, egg timer. <laughs> yeah. So, that's my answer. Top of the cob. It's the top of the cob. You're doing it right. Every day. You just take a bite. Top of the cob. My top of the cob and bottom of the cob are connected. My top of the cob was I am so rarely in town uh, and so rarely not working that I often miss birthdays, kids' birthday parties, showers, events. And I miss the chance to support people. Um, And I was supposed to be, actually, I should address this here. Yeah, okay. Oh man, I got a lot to say now. I was supposed to be in Asia this week. And we released a statement to the promoters in Vietnam. But just in case you are in Asia and you're listening to this, um, I want you to know that tickets were purchased, time was allotted, hotels were booked, fans had purchased tickets. And when you are dealing with foreign markets, particularly ones that are that far away, multiple time zones, and just different logistics. Sometimes the logistics prove to just be too difficult. And at a certain point, it just becomes me as the artist breaking my back to get somewhere. 
the routing had been changed. And I don't want to go too much into it, but basically getting to the country that we had to start the tour in was too difficult given the time frame that I was able to leave and factoring in getting to all the other countries and factoring in being away from my daughter for longer than necessary. It was just not routed well. Um, and it was something we were working hard to change. Uh, Mm-hmm. And that also has to do with the COVID restrictions in one country in particular. So it's not all the countries, but it's just a series of factors that ultimately proved to, this was it was to be insurmountable. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to hold on to everyone's tickets and be like, but we'll rebook it. I wanted everyone to get their money back. Uh, I don't take these things lightly. I don't ever, can- I rarely cancel gigs. And if I do, it's either because I book a TV show or a movie or because there are things that are just, that make it almost impossible. I don't cancel just because I don't feel like going or even a money thing. Like I always, it's always a reason that like I simply cannot get past. So we are working really hard to get this rebook for 2023. We have some dates in mind. So I do appreciate everyone. I had to just say that, you know, you guys mean the Mm -hmm. most to me. I had the best time going to Southeast Asia and we were trying to do this tour even bigger this time. And it was just difficult. There are, people don't realize when you book a show, you're dealing with so many other teams and bookers and promoters and logistics and flights and time zones. It's a lot. And I'm not Beyonce, Mm -hmm. so I don't have the world at my disposal. Um, So my top of the cob, that's a shitty thing. That wasn't even my bottom. Um, I guess I could be my bottom. What your top's gonna be? My top of the cob is I was in town when my friend, fellow comedian, comedy brother in arms, Mark Ellis was filming his special. And I oh, like- I love Mark. Went, yeah. I saw that he was and initially I couldn't make it, but I like went out of my, I was like, I'm going to be there. And I don't even know if he cared, but I was like, I need to support someone. And we went. Where was it filmed? It was at the Hayworth, which is now called Dynasty Typewriter. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And it was nice to go and get to support another artist. And it occurs to me like this- I haven't watched a straight hour of comedy that wasn't mine at an edit bay <laughs> in a very long time, but it was nice to do. And I saw some old friends. So I liked getting to do that. Um, I always want to support my friends. Usually online support means more, but it was nice. And he's very funny and check him out. Yeah. He's the one that introduced you to popcorn and Sour Patch Kids, right? Am I Maybe or I told that? him, but either way I owe or him. Told him. I owe him okay. my life. We'll leave it at that. I also wore some dope thigh highs that I, thigh high stockings that I never wore. And I felt really good about that. Great. What's, Uh, I have another bottom, but you do yours. Okay. My top of the cob is uh, Joanne's had a great sale on frames. So I had to get in there. Joanne Fabrics? Buy some new frame. Yeah. Yeah. They have a frame, they have frames and they had a good sale. Um, But now I don't know what I'm going to put. Like, I know that I need, I don't, now I have to figure out the logistics, but I was just like, this is such a good sale. I can't, I can't pass up. I need these frames for later. And that feels like a weirdly yep. adult oh. purchase to hoard. I thought you were saying like just weirdly hoarder price. thing. Yep. That is, you are becoming frames. a mother. That's what you are. <laughs> these are not, these are not f- for loved ones. These are 27 by 40. So uh, for, for movie posters. No, I'll send you some headshots. You can make a collage. <laughs> I have a framed uh, headshot of yours I that I always debate hanging and I'm like, no, no that's weird. that might be weird. You know too much. You've but s- I have it. It's framed nicely. Yeah, I know. You've threatened me with this before. I know. <laughs> threatened you. Um, you know, it's good. It's good. Frames are always good to have, even though they're literally a dollar on Amazon. But it's good that you did that. It's good that that now occupies <laughs> space in your these match. Home. Yeah. These match what's already up. That's good. That's good I mean, that you're thinking your other about bottom? My other bottom is... 
I literally had like a drink and a half last night and I got home and I'm like, okay, take your vitamin C, take two Tylenol, take your, like, I have to like prepare to make sure I don't wake up dead. Yeah. Anyway, just all the prep. My, my bottom is I, um, my lawn is really bad and, uh, I'm trying to, so I've decided instead of having a lawn that I need to mow, I want a micro-clover lawn. Oh, and I love that. So I, I put down this, like I did all this research on like native stuff. And if you got, get these clovers, then you kind of, you only have to mow it once. Then after that, it doesn't get over a certain point. And the big thing about not having grass is that anything that's not grass is better for like bees yeah. and pollinators. So I love that. I put it down. My bottom is that I, I think it fully is just didn't didn't take, but it's like cold, but it was raining. So I thought it would be okay. So I don't know. I may have to buy, I had to buy seeds from like seeds.com or whatever. And I may have to buy some more seeds. Micro clover. That's so cute. (sighs) If it grows, it'll be really nice. And then it kind of will like crowd out the little sparse bald patches of grass I have. My lawn is, I'm worried I'm going to get fined. Uh, you just, I don't have an HOA, but they're just all kind of judgy. No one's going to find you. I mean, you could also do what we all do here is like, Drought tolerant, like rockscaping, where people just—it's a little too southwest. I have some of that. They have some of that, like right in front of the the house, like in the stuff right next to the walls of the house. And I just—I don't know. Then, the, then I have to worry about drainage, and they're like, "Oh, the water might point this way. You have to like re-level this." I'm like, "What? Okay, stop." Oh, I can't see you tonight. I've got to go tend to my patch of micro clover. <laughs> my micro. I love yeah. that little fairy garden, little cilantro. Lawn? Yeah, so if I can get it going, I'll hopefully have some bees. I love it. I love that for you. Folks, it's the holidays. Load us up with your holiday questions. It is my favorite time of year, but in a different way from everyone else because LA is not a godless fucking rummage sale for like one month. And it was raining today and I had a chai and I listened to Christmas music and I'm loving it. I've got a complicated relationship with your holiday and I love it. Load us up with your holiday questions and queries. I have your answer. So does Emily. And if you live in Australia or New Zealand, come out and see me in February. Also, I think this will have come out by then. I'm going to be playing Iceland in January. Will that be announced by Wednesday? Well, it's happening. So if you live in Islandi, I'm going there for my birthday. What? Yeah, you really, you really looped that in. You want to go for your birthday and you made it work. That's brilliant. Yeah. That's good work. Well, I made my birthday and then I was like, I love doing shows and like what better way to offset the cost than to just do a show. But I was supposed to do a show yeah. there like a year ago and we didn't get to do it. So tickets yeah, should be on sale. Right. And uh, if you live in England, get your tickets to see me at the event team Apollo in 2023, December, because those are going fast. Everyone else, I'll see you in Vegas. We got Florida coming up, Eliza.com. Slash tour for the ticket. For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.